I think I was telling you about my buddy Willie, how he we'd send him into the gas stations to steal a box of candy bars. And he'd take a whole box of candy bars and come running out, and then we'd hit him with the truck. <laughs> hit him with the truck, dude. The candy bars would fucking go everywhere, right? And the worker would be running out there. Hey! So he'd take off running, and we'd get out, and we'd be like, oh, are you okay? Yeah, I can't believe he was trying to steal your candy bars. We'd put him back in the box, give him the guy, we'd leave. We'd do that in multiple gas stations, bro. It didn't matter. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, welcome to Beers with the Boys. We have the boys, we have Nick, we have James, we have Jared. They're from uh, Matadors football team. Idaho Matadors. Idaho Matadors football team. I'm not drinking beer, but I'm going to have my ghost. What is that? I don't know. I liked the can, so oh, I bought it. Wild. There you go. Sour, Patch Sour, Patch Sour Patch Kids. Absolutely. I'm getting an ounce of sleep tonight. It's gonna be cracked. Yeah. What, are you, what are you talking about? You're gonna get a lot done. It's no. like the one where it's like 600 <laughs> there's milligrams ca- of caffeine and like 8,000 <laughs> no, milligrams no, of no, beef. 200 milligrams, but there's a way to get out of that. It's just, yes. you can take a couple of Benadryl. <laughs> just counter That'll right. counter, yeah. counter yeah. it all day long. You're right. Stay high. <laughs> if I take half Benadryl, of Benadryl, I'll yeah. pass out. I cannot take Benadryl to save my life. So you so, keep a kid quiet on a plane, is what my mom called. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so your mom was like, Here, here's our flight. He's Sponsored so well by behaved. Benadryl. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's on Benadryl. You look at your mom differently. Now, like, mm-hmm. You drugged your son. Jared. <laughs> Take him across country. Not just Jared. Other yeah. kids also. She wasn't biased. She was at the thing going like this. That kid's annoying. Here's a Benadryl. That kid's annoying. Here's a Benadryl. Yeah, it's a hot deal. It's like 21 Jump Street at the airport. Nice. <laughs> well, uh, we want to introduce the Matadors football team um, in conjunction with you guys are with ICFL also because we're going to start making some more videos of it, which we'll have video that will be posted with this one as well. That's like a promo video that we shot to show um, kind of what they're working with. So do you want to give us some background to you guys? A little bit about you the first. No, dude. Tell them what you're the owner, so James. <laughs> so the Matadors, they've been around a long time. Uh, I started playing for the Matadors in 2001 um, as an offensive lineman. It was funny because I was actually out trying out for a baseball team when I got recruited to play football for the Matadors. It was like they had like an adult, like you know, like a semi-pro type of baseball team in town, and that's where I got my started there. Um, one of the coaches on the baseball team was also the guy who owned the Matadors at the time, Jesus Para, and that's just kind of how I started. I played with them for, what, 15 years, I think. Played center the whole time. And then we went through a couple different owners. The original person who started the team, he left the area. And then a good friend of ours, uh, Bubba McNichols, he took over. Wanted to keep everything alive, and then I took it over from him, and then we decided that we were going to leave the RMFL. That's who we played with at the time, which is traveling around Utah, Montana. Um, so we were traveling to play at that time, and then we decided to join the ICFL. And at the time, the ICFL was actually was an eight-man league. And when we were talking about some of these RMFL teams joining the ICFL, they they had changed, made the change to an eleven-man football. And so we said, well, now that they've changed to 11-man football, you know, we'll stay here locally. Because we were losing quite a few players 
on our team in the RMFL due to the ICFL being here local, so they didn't have to travel, but they could still come out and play. So then we joined the ICFL. We were around for, we had one full season, and then the following season, the um, Matadors merged with the Boise Tribe. I had a lot of friends that were on the Tribe team. They told me, hey, we have no coaching staff. We have nobody to run the team, nobody to do the, the business side of it. So I said, okay. And we merged the two teams. So I played on the Tribe for two years. And both years we won the championship in the ICFL. And then I decided I was going to take a year off. So I took a full year off of football. Came back and played for the Savage for two years. And now the Matadors are back. A group of us that were on the Savage last year. Jared asked, you know, you know about starting a team? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, somebody told me that you were the guy to talk to about it. And it's actually kind of funny because we started talking about it, I think, in like February. Before yeah, we before even, before Savage even, was before Savage even before started, season started. Yeah, yeah, before Savage even started, he was, we were just talking about it. And I told him, yeah, I said, yeah, we'll get together. We'll, let's not, uh, you know. And he's like, we just need to handle this year. So we didn't talk about it all year long, really. Just, well, between the two of us, we, he did stuff like bought me a hat and was like, dude, check this out. I bought a new pair of socks or I bought a new shirt for the manager. So um, other than that, you know, Jared was the offensive coordinator last year for the Savage. A lot of success. People love playing for Jared. And I loved playing for Jared. And now the, the roles are reversed. Now... I'm coaching yeah. Jared's the quarterback of the team, so yeah. you two are the reasons why I joined it, so you have to stop bugging me about it. Oh dude, it. Chelsea, once she yeah. got you in the site, she wasn't gonna lay off. Well it's, <laughs> funny. it's funny because when he said when he said you wanna come over to flag football, I was like, nah man, because I was going through all that spine stuff. Yeah. And uh, I was like, nah man, I was like, actually you know, I'm getting it under control. You know, maybe it'd be good for me to get out there and, and do something. And then when I got out there, I was like, being, damn, I got some fools out here I can recruit. Yeah. And so then I was like, you know, should, should I talk to him? Like, I don't want to be that guy. And he's like, no, you should talk to him. So then that's how I met all you guys. Yeah, yeah be that guy. Yeah, and it was cool. I mean, because, you, you know, the group of guys out there and Morrison on Sundays is a good group of guys. And I had a lot of fun. And... A lot of trash talking and, I don't know. A lot of the hangovers and Jesus. sweating it out. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have hangovers very often, but I watched you guys look yeah. miserable, so. Yeah, there was a few times, especially we killed, like, Eric, like, the night before. Like, take oh. him, like, downtown. <laughs> like, he would just, like, try to keep up with us in drinking. So he'd, like, show up practice, which was You're awesome. Because we're all you know. Eric, and he tries to yeah. drinking. It's a terrible idea. And, and we, so we would just kill him, like, within, like, the first 15 minutes of him showing up to downtown. He would leave the next day, show up for practice, and just be puking on the sidelines. Yeah. Play like, for five minutes, go He's, on the sidelines. Now, 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 that, now that you, now that you <laughs> mentioned it, that's, that's true. Because I remember, out of all the people that were out there, Eric was the one that always looked like he was dying. Like he was going to die. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just, he would be one color when he showed up and when at the end of it he was another color. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Freaking hilarious. Poor Eric. <laughs> well, it's just the beginning. I'm sure yeah. it's going to get even worse. The only guy I know that's got a concussion during flag football. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah, John smacked him. <laughs> John smacked him and then I cut him one time. Yeah. Yeah, he curl over me. 
really diving over some really money. taking care of that poor kid. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna <laughs> buy him a soccer hat. Yeah, we're gonna give him like a leather the guardian. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guardian yeah. caps. The guardian cap. Yeah. yeah, you should totally get him one and, and make him wear it. Like no matter what. Like oh yeah, here you go, buddy. They you gotta get it in a cool color. They make ones yeah. that look like the old Rev helmets too, and like you look like Magneto in them. It's kind of <laughs> ridiculous. My brother had to wear them in high school for seven ons. That's cool. Yeah, they, they come in all different colors. <laughs> they look so funny. You can even get a glow in dark ones. I bet you they make them. Like like at City League. You're out well, there he's a soccer so. player, so as soon as I mentioned that, he was like, oh, yeah, I would do it. And I'm like, yeah, I bet you would. I've seen somebody wear that in soccer. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, I have a question. What does eight-man football look like? I've never experienced. Three linemen instead of five. So the tackles go away. Yeah. So oh. It's yeah, like arena. Center. Is that what we did for flag? It's like arena league. Was it eight man? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 pretty much the same thing as the flag football league. I mean, they they had ICFL's been around for a long time. They've had a lot of. I mean, they've on the scheme of things for being just you know the local league, they've had a lot of success. I mean, even when I played in the RMFL, we I'd run into guys, and of course, I was recruiting them. And then when I was just playing, you know, you you want good people to play with you, and. I'd recruit guys and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I play for the Bulls or, oh, yeah, I play. We have games on Saturdays and, like, even, like, Kenny McCoy. I met him up at Cherry Gulch in Emmett. We worked together. And he was like, oh, yeah, I play for the Bulls. And I was like, I don't know who the Bulls are. You know, I had never even heard of him. And I was like, well, I play for the Matadors. And he's like, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, what he said at the time, the bigger league. And I was like, yeah. And we coached high school lacrosse together and then, I've just known him through the years. It was just sure coincidence that we worked together. And then when I took over the tribe, he was there. And I was like, what are you doing here? And he's like, what do you mean? I've I've been on the tribe for, the, when I was on the Bulls, I went from the Bulls to the tribe. I've been on the tribe for three years. And the, and the tribe went on, you know, a five-year championship run. They run five years in a row. That's awesome. And then at the end of the last year that we won the championship, all the main people were just like, we're done. So I said, okay, well, then, then we're done. And I, I took a year off and, and then just came back and played for the Savage, which was good. I mean, the Savage wasn't bad. It was, it was difficult taking a year off and then coming back, being my 20th year playing at that time and having 14 guys show up. I mean, it was rough. This was the year before last. Yeah. I mean, I remember people saying, I don't want to show up and play at the Black Tide, so I'm just not going to show up. And I was, and, and you know, being in the RMFL for that long, I was like, really? I mean, we've traveled, you know, we would travel 50 guys to some of these games, 55 guys to these games. That's and wild. For somebody to say, oh, we don't want to play the Black Tide, yeah. which is crazy to think about, but we just, 13 Why days. are you playing football if that's your mentality, too? Yeah. Like, we ran a team in California, and our first game of the 2020 season before COVID shut us down was against the defending champion Inglewood Blackhawks who have tons of D1 NFL talent. Yeah. Their starting middle linebacker played for the Chargers at one point. Their safety played for the Seahawks. Like real players. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Nothing like you'd see out here. Yeah. Didn't that running back play for somebody too? The guy that we were watching uh, last weekend? They have a running back that played for UCLA. They have a guy that used to play running back at University of Idaho who switched to corner because I think he just likes dicking around more. Some of the most satellite motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. And then they had NFL Network there because they were filming a new show that like documented Semi-Pro as being like the real last chance you, essentially. Yeah, that's what I remember we were talking oh, that'd about. That'd be that. cool. Yeah. So I the think... Ingle, the Inglewood team, right? That's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I mean, we traveled with 60 guys. Roster cap is 65 out there. We had 60 guys drive down there an hour and a half to play these guys. Ended up losing 26 to 6, which, considering the rest of their season, it was 72 to nothing, 76 to 12 or something. You guys a good warm up game. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, honestly, and sometimes like that, when you're playing games like that, sometimes. A loss guys, is a win. Yeah, your guys yeah. step up. A loss is a win because your guys really you get step up. a good up sense of who you are Absolutely. as a team. I mean, we lost by 20 points, which sucks, but, you know, the offense wasn't clicking yet. I think guys were definitely nervous opening the season down there because, I mean, that stadium gets pretty packed. They did a triple header, so there were 16s worth of, you know, families there and fans. And they had some rapper performing at halftime. Wild, yeah. Dude, they're making an event. It's, that's it's cool. sick. Oh, but that's really cool. I've never understood why guys would play football just to, like, pick and choose who they want to play against. Yeah. I think that's extremely soft. No. I, didn't, I mean, I don't even care who you <laughs> play against for any sport. I'm just yeah. like, all right, I'll be there. Let's like, get after it. Yeah, and then you, like, you know, if they're, like, a shittier team, you still, like, kind of dick around. You play and everything like that. And then when it's like, oh, this is a good team, they're kicking ass, and you step it up. Like, that's the only thing you can do. And then you just get to focus on having fun. Like, all right, well, the game's probably out of reach. Let's kind of mess around and make it somewhat of a good time at least. But I think that's the biggest thing with what we're trying to do with the Madors is change the – We're trying to change the mentality of the football in this area. Because, you know, I went from the RMFL and you went from the league that you were in in California. Well, it's GDFL now. What was it then? So they're like a sub-league of the GDFL. Okay. So it was the LDFL, the Lavelle right, Developmental LDFL. Football League. And they changed it to developmental because a lot of teams' goal was bring in guys, help them develop, get filmed for them so they can go overseas to arena, to college. For a lot of guys, it's still at eligibility. I think we sent three or four guys to college on scholarship, another two or three to arena, and then our quarterback the last season was supposed to go to Germany before COVID stopped him. So, I mean, there's tons of, you know, opportunities for guys at this level. It's just wild. Yeah. Yeah. No, shit happened. You never hear about that, of, like, players getting scholarships after playing semi-pro. If you right. have all well, the eligibility, but you, but you you're not going to change. Here, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. That's everybody here, even the ICFL that has, I mean, they have some quality players. And they have some quality organizations. You know, there's there's a few teams, even like the Black Tide, even though we could absolutely, I can absolutely hate the Black Tide, you got to give them a little bit of credit because they're putting something together that people want to go and 100%. be part of. If we had six to eight teams in this league that were like, like the, the Black, Black Tide, Tide, as well run as they are, and yeah. owners that gave a shit like the Black Tide owners do, because mm-hmm. they're all high school coaches. They understand how to structure a practice, how to give guys, you know, developmental skills within practice to be successful on Saturdays or mm-hmm. the season but we'd be in a lot better shape yeah I mean this league would be freaking awesome but no. we don't have that we have two maybe three the Ducks yeah maybe we'll see how the Ducks do this year I think they're definitely getting better which is good but other than that yeah it's crazy because it's just there's just not that they you have I think you have probably 25% of the league in the ICFL people thinking well, I take this a little more serious than like a beer league softball team, and then I think I truly think you have seventy five percent of the league that thinks of it like almost like a I'll show beer, up on game like day a beer we'll league, see how it goes. you know, softball well, team, like which, a step above flag football. Yeah, like, like yeah, like and like it's beer flag league. football with pads. Yeah, the city league, kind and of it's thing. sucks, and it's not what it's supposed to be. I mean, back in the days when the ICFL first started, you know, it was an eight man league. They played in the back of a church. 
that's what they did. You know, that's that's what that was going to be at that time. But I think in order for, for I know what we're trying to build with with the Matadors is we don't have a problem being in the ICFL. That's totally fine. But we're trying to build something bigger than what there is now. I mean, we want people to come play for us if they're young and the, and we get them right out, even right out of high school and we can provide them with some kind of a film or some kind of a structure that we can convince them to go to school and, and help them out even, you know, us put together some kind of a hype video for them or, you know, do something like that. That's where, that's where I'd like to see this thing go. When the Matadors were around originally, we, we did all kinds of stuff. We did like youth camps and these youth camps were huge. I mean, I'm talking two or 300 kids. And we actually got several kids that came out to those youth camps that were seniors in high school came out, worked with some of us because we had a lot of ex-college players on our, on our squad. They'd come out, they'd do all that stuff with us, and then they'd turn around and play with us too. And then not only do we get the, the support from those kids and, and their family because they're like, hey, thanks for giving our kid an outlet. Yeah. But then we have all the younger kids that came, you know, they'd, they'd be rocking the Matador stuff, they'd be super stoked, you know. These guys little guys look up to us and they're like oh my gosh that guy's ginormous you know like oh he's a real football player kind of deal instead of like a you know another child and those parents would show up and support and we had support with um, back then we played at the college of idaho stadium so simple stadium we had the support of the local newspapers we were in the news i mean we had we had a lot of stuff going on in the community and that's kind of what i want to get back to with with the team Sounds like the Idaho Matadors used to be like a even more local team than like Boise State. Like Boise State was the big team, obviously mm-hmm. yeah. around here. But the Idaho Mat and Idaho Matadors was more of the local. Like you could feel a part of that program, even though oh, you don't go to Boise State or you're well, you can pay five dollars and show yeah. up and watch a game, and and you go there and you know now at the SAFL games we're lucky to get a hundred people in the stands. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. There was games with, with the Matadors that there was a thousand people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, it was it was a cool deal. We had a dance team. I mean, I know that sounds funny, but that's kind of a that's kind of a big deal that you're, you know, you're big enough to where you could do something like that. And when we travel, we would travel with fifty five guys. And that you makes a that makes a big deal, like the size of the tra- of your team. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. It's a huge deal, especially depth wise as a coach. I mean, you don't have to plug and play guys that don't know a position no. either. But it's also intimidating too if you're the home team when this squad comes up of like 60 people mm-hmm. and then a dance team shows up and then thousands of fans show up for you know, <laughs> as take an away game. Town. No, yeah. Okay, I mean, you're <laughs> oh. like, what's going on you, here? You don't even want You've already won the game before you even played just by yeah. intimidation. Sure, yeah. absolutely. Well, and then we just got the destroyed cities. And yeah. That was yeah. the coolest thing about it. Yeah, 55 guys and you go into a, we go into a bar and there's 40 of us together. I mean... We we got in we got in arguments we got in scuffles we got fucking hammered we got kicked out I mean there was all kinds of shit you know but it was crazy because it was you guys you you built with each other you know you were there for you were there for your friends you know and we were like a family and there was times when we helped other people move there was times when you know people get in trouble we'd be there for them bail them out we you know pay for people to go to classes that they were having. Addiction issues. It was like a family. Wow. I mean, we'd get together and barbecue all the time. We, you know, even if there was only twenty of us at these barbecues, we'd get together and sit on the back porch till five o'clock in the morning playing dominoes and shit. Just, I mean, good, 
cool, you know, fun shit. And it's that's what I want. That's what I want this to build. This year's been kind of rough because it's a it's a first year building, you know, season, and then on top of it, you know, we we merged with the Trojans, so merging ownership with the Trojans and taking their roster, um, we did we did that only because it was the easiest way for us to get into the league without having to be voted in. So it was kind of more of a business thing than anything because we didn't have to we didn't have to get approval from the league to join. Yeah, I bet it's also hard too bringing two different programs and philosophies into a new team and then trying to build a new philosophy with old habits. So yeah. old habits always die it's hard. The hardest so. thing to break is because guys come in and say, "Well, that's not how we've been doing it yeah. with this group." Like, All right, well, I had success doing it this way. Many champions. Yeah, they don't. They don't want to be coachable. Yeah. We're trying, you know, you know, like our like our slogan, you know, one of the biggest things is you got to be coachable, and and these guys, you know, we're not walking around talking about, oh, you know, you know, I'm Big Dick James, you know, I've been doing this 21 years. If anybody's gonna tell you what to do, it's me, you know, get your ass over there, do it. That's not how we do things. For sure. Not. But <laughs> just what? Just fuck with you. <laughs> we, we should do it like that. Yeah. No, I'd love to. No, I'm just kidding. Just <laughs> hard plastic. Yeah. Rock, like, guys, the Great American <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> Just wear some shorts, have it dangling. Yeah. Just out the I have a huge bulge. I'm like, what's up? Guys? I have the little pump on dodgeball. Just <laughs> uh, can you please do that next year? Like in October practices or something? Just show. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it now. I don't give a shit. Um, the, the scariest thing though is I think there's a couple of guys on the team that might like come over and try to fondle it. All. I mean, guaranteed. Chris Quintero. <laughs> Damn, somebody got cuter. Yeah. Yeah, he's the. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, that would be interesting. But not every guy is like that. I mean, there's a lot of guys that came from that team that have bought right in. and Yeah, know, absolutely. A- absolutely. They're not running with what we're trying to build. But, you know, there's just a couple guys from there that don't want to change their habits. They Everybody has an opinion. Yeah. So. There's too many chefs in the kitchen, you can yeah, say. Yeah, too many chefs in the kitchen. I <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, too many chefs in the kitchen, yeah. Or people are just fucking soft. That's. I mean, we've discussed. I mean, right. we've discussed yeah, that. It's just things are different with the way that I played football for 21 years, and the way that he played football, and the way that you played football, and the way that you played football. Even in even in the the city league stuff, it's it's different. Yeah. If if we're doing something wrong, we'd look each other in the face and say, "Hey, you're being a fucking retard. Fix it." You know, or you're being a dumbass. You know, and we would just laugh and fix it. Yeah, it just comes down to like a lot of guys have an ego to where they think, I don't care that Nick played in a number one defense in the country in college. Why would I listen to any coaching tips he has for me? That's stupid. I'm better than him. Yeah. No, <laughs> no you're not. You hit him in the back during Oklahoma's two weeks ago. <laughs> you didn't want right. any part of it. No, for sure. For sure. That's just, I mean, that's just the difference yeah. of building it. And then people are, I mean, like you said, there, there's very few that haven't bought into everything. The, and the few that, you know, the few that aren't buying in 100% are usually the people who don't show up to practice every day on Saturdays. And they don't understand because they're not there. That's what I tried to tell everybody when we were talking about it. That's been the biggest hurdle I think this year is, you know, people talking about, you know, wanting to have captains, wanting to do things a specific way and, too many chefs in the kitchen and really and that's just because when you don't have a consistent 
35 people there. They show up for the scrimmage, and then they don't show up to practice the following week. How is anybody going to be a captain? Yeah. I mean, you know, some of us, and I think the three of us pretty much, have been coming out there since October. I mean, you think I want to be out there in the middle of fucking winter freezing my nuts off? Yeah. Watch coaching 10 people? I mean, really? I mean, what was I really... I was out there for face more than anything. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what was I coaching? You can't coach anybody. You can't coach 10 people. You can't implement anything at that time. All you can do is go out there and, and put your face out there and be like, hey. Yeah, that's a workout. I'm yeah, James. Yeah, I'm <laughs> James. I'm the, Mad- I'm the Matador's head coach. Yeah. And I can't coach anything because nobody's fucking here. Yeah. That's your team. Well, we're about a month out from the season, so hopefully more guys show up. Yeah. Everything's looking- getting, the weather's getting better, too. Yeah, so yeah the weather's nice. getting real nice real quick. Yeah. Dude, it might pour tomorrow, though. Yay! Yeah, you guys can play in the rain. If I bring dude. it up. I'm from Southern California. I don't. He's never seen. And I have small hands, dude. I can't throw a ball in the rain. I have small hands. Whoa, whoa! We have Kenny Pickett here in the the podcast. (laughs) Yes. What do you have? Eight and seven eighths. Is that what? Is that what your hand? I couldn't tell you, dude. He he wore gloves at the combine. Yeah, he wore legit Teddy B gloves too. Not like Kurt Warner all leather. So we might be very interesting. I think his stock will fall. Oh no, we're good, boys. They're saying. Well, they were saying what I read was. That he has the smallest hands since, ever. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying like nice. suspecting like. I mean, what? so I religious. Yeah. Well, the smallest hands from like a, record, a quarterback. quarterback. Oh. Recorded quarterback. In combine history. Yeah, in combine. Which so it's like 30, 93 or 83 something. Yeah, I think it was 83. I think they said 83 or 84. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Still, but. The still the greatest quote is Dion when the Giants at number 10. Gave him the playbook. To, no, the, they wanted to interview him. He's like, "What number? What draft? When are you drafting?" Like, I think they gave him their defensive playbook, and it was huge too. And he was like, "You want me to read through this?" And they were like, "Yeah, we just want to talk to you about it." What pick do you have? Number ten. I'm yeah, not. Gonna I'm not going to be there. I won't be there. Case, so <laughs> thanks for your time. I mean, yeah, that one, and the fact that he got out of a limousine, ran a record forty time, and then just went right back in the limousine and left. And left. Yeah. Deuces. That's no, funny. That That's is to prove. The best. Bo Jackson supposedly ran like a four-one-five or something like that. Unreal. Yeah, but of course, like it was just all hand times back then. Yeah. There's no like lasers or anything. Yeah, I watched the, that fancy accurate shit. I watched yeah, the video how slow Barstool put up that I guess like Dion's got a bad hammer toe that like he might get his like, like toe cut off and I was like that's I, weird. That's Never. I mean, that's a weird right. out in the left field topic. But yeah, yeah I just watched it on Facebook. A couple days ago. <laughs> like part of his toe cut off. Yeah, but it's like it's gonna be hard. I mean, I've been wearing cleats for so long, and I'm like, for me personally, like, I'm sure DBs are the same. I wear smaller cleats. Like, I want that to fit like a super big, like a super nice tight glove. Yeah, but so. but, but technology on cleats. Thank yeah. you. And like back, back when he was day, back in his day, day yeah. everybody had way heavy. They had a cleat. They weighed a ton. They were big. They were bulky. They were Turf. flexible. Yeah. You feel like my freshman year of high school. The Nike cleats back in like 06 when I was a freshman were way heavier. I got a pair oh, yeah. in like 2012 just because I loved them freshman year and I felt them. I was like, dude, fuck these. The first, vapors, <laughs> like the first football vapors were so heavy. Yeah. And but you didn't notice it then because, yeah. you know, they were the lightest out. But Well, like even in 2002 and 2003, I remember I went and bought a pair of cleats not because of anything other than 
they had badass inserts, dude. Yeah, <laughs> they were Under Armour, and yeah. so the Under Armour sign on the side, they were black leather, and the Under Armour on the side, I was able to change it to green. I know exactly. Gold. What you're you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, dude, Matador colors. I can change it to whatever I want. I'm in. So I bought them. I had the exact same one. I go play different fields and mm -hmm. stuff like that for baseball, yeah. and I would just put different colors in, and I put whatever their colors were for the team. Yeah, and I would just fuck them. That was all the reason I had those cleats. But yeah, they definitely weighed a fucking ton. The new ones I just got recently. I'm like, damn, these are fucking light yeah. as shit. Well, I, yeah, I have some Under Armour ones that are basically socks with cleats on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, that's what mine is. Uh, even, got. The, even the ones that I have in the truck that I'm going to do green, those things are light. When yeah. I got them the other day, I was like, yeah, what the hell? Twos, and then when I went, from my, I went from my lineman cleats... And I, and I don't know how I ended up with a pair of wide receiver cleats, but I did. And I put them on, and I was like, these things are super light. No, yeah. Like, these are sweet. Like, why am I wearing lineman cleats? Yeah. So then I went, game changer, dude. Then I was like, I don't, I don't have any ankle problems. I don't roll my ankles or anything like that. Yeah. Bring, on the, bring on the receiver cleats. And then I went buck wild. Like I said, I started coloring them, painting them. I did all kinds of custom shit. Yeah. This was, you know, years ago, but, you know, it's... It's all it's all it's all for fun. Yeah. Lots of stuff that we do. Yeah, but Yeah, we kinda of got off subject. We were talking about the Matador, now we're talking about turf toe and Jared James gave us his backstory. How about yeah, you give us yours? yours? California boy. Put yeah. you on the spot. California boy. Not much to talk about. I played No, there's plenty to talk about. There's only a little. Started playing legitimately when I was like twelve, I think. Uh, played through high school, got recruited a little bit, ended up just starting to work after high school. Um, played with a police league team. That's how I met a couple guys that I ended up coaching with down the road at the high school I was at. Um, so that's how I kind of got into semi-pro. And then once that team kind of disbanded, I only played like a year and a half with them. Uh, a couple of my buddies and I sat down and we were like, all right, well, we don't want to drive an hour to keep playing. The closest team was in Santa Clarita, which was like a miserable hour drive. There's just nothing there. Um, so we started the 805 Bears when I was 23. I think 2016 was our first year. Did terrible. Uh, <laughs> first year of a semi-pro team sucks, especially when you play quarterback. We got sacked 18 times the first game, and I got hit every play except three. Oh, damn. Dude, it was rough. I threw, like, three picks. You know, wearing lineman pads as a quarterback. <laughs> My wife was not jazzed up about me playing for that team at first. And then uh, my best friend ended up dislocating his shoulder that season, so he hopped into coaching the next year. Um, I went out to New England after that season, moved out there for a year because we're originally from Massachusetts, so we have family out there and stuff. Um Played a year out there. That was a really fun league, really well run. They had like three divisions. It was like single A, double A, triple A, yeah. which I thought was super cool. If you're a new team, you start in single A, yeah. and you win the championship, you move up. That was, so the, same like way, that was the same way the RMFL so was. It was like soccer. You yeah. regulate up. It was, yeah, it was good. perfectly run in my opinion. That's pretty Because, I mean, cool. even if like a, a single A team is like way better than every other single A team and win the championship by they 70 points. Yeah, no, they're moving up. And now it gets a little more competitive for them. Yeah, and yeah, then they have to triple. So it was cool. I mean, I was playing on a triple-A team, really good talent, met a lot of cool guys. A couple guys flew out for my wedding in 2019 as well. I mean, met a lot of cool dudes out there and some absolute studs that 
I don't know why they weren't pro. I think we had a guy that played for the Ravens at one point but got cut. Um, moved back, played another year with the Bears, ending up ended up separating my shoulder. So I got into coaching. So me and my best friend, he ran the defense, I ran the offense. Um, then our other buddy who still played me a linebacker ran like all the business stuff. So he was our James basically. Um, so we started turning the Bears into a legit competitor, turn it into something where we could send guys out places and it wasn't just show up Saturdays and play football. We always had 50 guys at practice, 60 guys at practice. We played our games at Cal Lutheran University, which everybody thought they had a nice field until they came to ours and they were like, yeah, this is, this is dope. And we had a video screen, this big-ass scoreboard right behind the uprights on one side, and it was still like a small enough stadium to where it was an intimate experience. But it was big enough to where you're like, yo, this is sick. Yeah. This is way better than some high school. Um, yeah, so I coached youth right after high school a little bit too as I was playing in semi-pro. Then I hopped into coaching semi-pro and then my best friend and then a couple of guys I played on the Hogs with, which was that police league team. They coached at the high school I went to. So they asked if I wanted to come coach, started coaching receivers, and then hopped into quarterbacks. Might start coaching out here soon too, apparently recent breaking news on my end so yeah, that's pretty much it oh coach you got here yeah yeah i hope you get something you're, you're good at it you need to you need to stay stay in it Keeps just busy well just from just from last year i mean just putting in the effort and the little details that you that you put in last year and the effort you put into the people and even when they struggled you know one of the things you did last year that i enjoyed was even when people were struggling you always found a way to to tweak things just a little bit to try to make it easier for them. Or, you know, you're a good coach. I hope you do it. That's the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing with the Matadors is, you know, big picture of things is for me to, you know, still be active in the coaching side of it, but eventually just handing it over to him, having him do it all. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's my, that's my, that's my big thing is, you know, doing something like that. I will admit, Jerry, you're very positive with your coaching. I try to be. Shit. Yeah. You're very so positive. negative these days. Sure. Well, no, like with like practices and stuff, you are positive. Game is different. Everybody's game mode is different. Yeah, we're fucking and asshole. Yeah, I've seen the game mode. Yeah. <laughs> game mode for awesome. And I think that's where some people have an issue, just in general, not with yeah. you, but everybody's game mode is different. But yeah, positively on practice and even when we do training sessions, you're extremely positive, which is awesome. I feel like that gets guys in the right mindset to want to improve though too. I mean, if you go to practice and everybody's just bitchy. Yeah. I don't want to get better today. I'm just going to hang out and talk to my friends at that point. Yeah. Talk to the guys that I don't. I've always been surrounded by militant yeah. Defensive yeah, coaches. Yeah, you. It's completely different. Yeah, I mean, I've been surrounded by military coaches. Period. Where it's yeah. like boot camp every time. Growing up, right? I feel like every program it. has at least one coach like that too. Whether you're in high school, yeah. youth, semi-pro, whatever. But I mean, I would literally have. I went, when I went, so I went to military school out of high school instead of a JUCO. I was, yeah. I was fortunate enough to go, and instead of a JUCO losing a year of eligibility, I was able to be a fifth-year high school senior again. Um, and like it was a military school. Our coach was a military guy, yeah. and literally he was the scariest dude in the world. If you'd go up to him and ask him a question, it could be the smartest question ever, and he'd just walk away from you. Like, <laughs> you asked the so dumbest question in the world. Yeah, like or like 
you yeah. are you are subpar to me. You yeah. know, get the hell out of here. But like, man, yeah. like literally the ultimate father figure. Like, I mean, like he would say two words and it would change your life, <laughs> and it was just un- or like. The other thing was, and now looking back, being not 18 or 19 anymore, looking back, I think a lot of times he did it to fuck with you. <laughs> like he'd be like, I know a lot of times he would walk into the to our weight room on, on like training sessions and he'd just walk up to a guy and be like, you think you're done? And then just leave. <laughs> so now this guy who's probably got sweat pouring off of him had a great workout. He's like, fuck, should and I do something else? Coach, who his career is in his hand is just telling him like you didn't do enough and just left. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? Like, Damn, I must have disappointed. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally the ultimate believe. disappointment. And what was funny was in military school was so we had the head coach. His name was John Schumann. Um, we had an, our offensive lineman coach, who's now the head coach for the postgraduate team. Uh, he was kind of up and coming in the coaching world. And he would try to do the same stuff, and everybody would just laugh at him. Yeah. Literally, 18-year-old kids are laughing at this grown-ass man because he's trying to be Coach Schumann. It's like, yeah, you know, stop. So, but it was pretty fun. Yeah. I, I think that's a big thing, too, with coaching is you got to find your style. Yeah. Because you can't really just make believe who you are because the kids are going to see through it or the, exactly. the adults you coach. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. That's... Yeah, I mean, everybody does things differently, you know. Like like I don't – like last year I was very vocal when I'm playing. I was very vocal. And I'd tell people what's up and I'd tell people you're an idiot or, you know, I would do what I had to do when I was playing. But like this year coaching, like I don't get on the thread very much. I try to leave it to you guys as players to, to say something to your fellow players because I think that with the group that we have, that's the direction we need to go right this moment, you know. But – I don't know. We we have pretty cool coaching staff though this year. Yeah, I mean I like Chet. Chet's my dude. Chet. I think Chet. Bb his last name. Yeah. So Chet Bb. So you you know anything about Chet at all? I mean that guy's that. So he played for the Matadors back in the days. He's got he he's a heart transplant. So when he had his heart he had a heart transplant when he was younger, and so he they you know they were like you know you're not going to be able to be normal. You're not going to be able to do this and. He does like the transplant games and does all this stuff with sports. And he came out and played with us. And and when he came out and played with us, he was like the fastest guy on the field. Like he was so fast. He got that aftermarket heart. It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he's got that. He's yeah, he's got the that aftermarket heart. heart, man. Yeah. yeah, it was it was crazy. And he was he was always so positive, and he always wanted to get better and learn. And then you know he I lost touch with him after the Matador thing, and then. We ran into him at the flag football, toy the drive, toy yeah. drive, and I was like, "Dude, if you want to coach, like the more the merrier." No. He's been because at that point, everybody that bailed on me. Yeah. When when I started this thing back in September, I was like, "Look, I want to have a good coaching staff put in place. I had a defensive coordinator, I had an offensive coordinator. I was going to do the head coaching stuff so that I can kind of sit back, handle all the business stuff of it, and then just kind of have my my fingers a little bit here and there and, and tweak some." things and, and hype guys, you know, be the hype guy and be the head coach, yeah. you know, so to speak. The Jimmy let, Johnson stuff. Yeah, and, and let all my, let all the coordinators do what they do best because yeah, I have faith in them. do their job. Yeah. Yep. And then they revealed. Like, literally, I showed up to practice one day and I was like, where's everybody at? Well, oh, there's nobody left, Jared. <laughs> Everybody's quit. Like, what the hell? And then I brought my brother on and he bailed. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like he's like I'm really interested. I want to learn more about football. So I was like, you know what? Here's you know, a great opportunity. It. You know, fuck it. Let's teach him. Let's let's turn him into a coach and let's let's get let Yeah, right. I just fuck that. Never happened. So Chet's our offensive coordinator. Yep. Hell yeah. Who else do we have on the coaching staff? I'm running the defense for now, for this year probably. You know, that'll change next year, of course. I want to get a coordinator put in place, but and then we have Bookworm. Johnny Walker. Johnny Walker. He's uh he's funny. He's he's been around forever. Like even back in you know, the two thousands when I played for the Mad Doors, he was around then playing for the other team that was in town. And uh dude just doesn't stop. His his energy level sometimes you're like, What the fuck are you doing? Like, hey, take that fucking joint out of your mouth when you show up to the scrimmage with a joint hanging out of your mouth at the school. You're like, hey, what are you doing? But then other times you're like, dude, that guy's a funny son of a bitch. And he, and he knows how to kind of hype. He's a great hype man. And so he's working with the line. And, and I think that's good for him. We, we want him to be a part of it because he's, he's got that good attitude. And then when Garza's able to make it out, that's huge for Garza. our hogs. Garza is the best coach I've ever had in any sport. Um, I had I was fortunate to have him for a lot of years on the Matadors, and he just has a way of pulling the best out of anybody. If he's like, "Hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run this drill," and then he sees you do it, and you're not doing it the best of your ability. He has a way of either saying it to make you want to do better, or giving you some kind of reward. I mean, even on the Matadors, we used to do like King of the Hill. We used to do all this different shit as as linemen. And you were like pumped. You were like, dude, I'm I'm winning. I'm winning that fucking candy bar today. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's my Snickers. No, seriously. I'm dead serious. You got 350 pound dudes. Yeah. Fuck you. That's my Snickers. I'm gonna, out there. Yeah, I'm gonna sit in the middle of practice while you're over there doing a drill, and I'm gonna eat my fucking Snickers. Yeah. And and he just he had a way of just making people work harder, and he's he's good at it. And so he's he's probably one of the best coaches I've ever had. He comes out to practice and he's just drenched in sweat. For yeah. Like, yeah. Just demonstrating this is how it should be done. You can't even hear him because he's like 10 yards away, still running full speed. And yeah. <laughs> so, did everybody see that? Yeah. Is he talking to us? <laughs> What's he saying? <laughs> he's, he's, man. he's just that guy. I remember the last practice was terrible. The last practice, Coach Gardner showed up. It was terrible for me because we were just running the ball the entire time. But I literally went up to Jared and was like, Dude, I'm pretty fucking hyped right now. Like, <laughs> I'm having a good time. <laughs> yeah, I'm having a great time watching this. So, like, sucks that I'm not doing anything, yeah. but, like... I've been throwing a ball in 45 minutes, yeah. but it's all right. But yeah, like, he's, been, he's been around the block a little bit. He started with the Mad Doors in the RMFL, transferred over to the ICFL side of it. He was my offensive coordinator with the Matadors when I was the head coach the first time. He was my offensive coordinator, and he was putting everything together. He put the whole offense together. And he did a really good job putting the product on the field for sure. And then he, I don't even know what had happened. He ended up, I think, meeting some. He ended up coaching with the Oilers, which it was the Oilers. Very but talented he up, team. He, very that talented team. Very pro team. Yeah, yeah, here in the in the league in the ICFL, but they just didn't put forth the effort. And so I think Garza realized that. And then Garza actually ended up with the Black Tide and coached with them. Ooh. Yeah, he uh, he'll never say anything negative about it mm. when anybody's around. But so the Black Tide is the team to beat Currently, for the yes. ICFL. Well, the Black Tide 
right now, like, as it sits yeah, right now, yeah, probably. Is. Last year, no, they were the team to beat in the West, but we had the Mustangs in the East Conference, and they were, you know, one of the top teams out here. In the <laughs> they were just West. they were stomping buttholes and people. They, they were they were scoring seventy, Mustangs, eighty, yeah, hundred points. Yeah, I think we watched some of their film. And yeah, they were, yeah, school on some other. They're just so disciplined. I mean, it's not even like they're the most talented team. They have very talented guys. They were their coaches are very good at game planning. They know exactly what their game plan is as players, and they just go out and fucking execute it. Yeah. They were a mid-level at best, our MFL team. Because we I played them for 15 years yeah. in the RMFL, and they were a mid-level yeah. RMFL team at best. Now they're, are they back in the RMFL? Or they, well, they, joined, they, they started their own league yeah, this year, Mountain West Football yeah. League, which is just a, a branch off of the RMFL. They were all a branch off of the RMFL anyways. They just decided that they wanted to join the ICFL. And I don't know if it was because they wanted to come over here and just thump a butthole in everybody just so everybody shut up about it. Because for the longest time it was, the ICFL couldn't compete with the RMFL. The ICFL could compete with the RMFL. There's nobody in this ICFL. And I said it the other day when we were at the league meeting. And Rob, who's actually a coach for the Black Tide, said the same thing. There's nobody in the ICFL that's going to hang with the RMFL right now as it speaks. There's not. Maybe some of their lower tier teams, but I'm talking elite teams in the RMFL. Nobody in this league is going to compete with them. Except for, you know, depending on how things turn out with us and things turn out with the Black Tide this year. But it's it's a different beast, dude. It's just, it's crazy. The difference in talent and the difference in traveling and just coaching really more than anything. How, how disciplined they are and how well coached they are. You just don't have that in this league. I think us and the Black Tide are, are really the only people who actually have like a coaching staff. The I Ducks think are the, getting there. Ducks have one like coach. They yeah. Is that the one you guys scrummage against? Yeah. Yeah, it was the team you. They need before. a few more on their staff. I have heard that their D coordinator has never played football in his life. <clears throat> what? Oh, that's yeah. That's not important. No, no, no. Doesn't <laughs> bode well for like recruiting, mm-hmm. but they have a good roster that. Bennett guy and their yeah, owner seems to really care about building. Yeah. What they James have. Williams, yeah, that's, that's the owner. yeah, he's that guy's awesome. I've had many conversations with him, and he's he's a good dude. Yeah, he seemed cool on our scrimmage. Like he uh, there was, no issues. They like were a lot more disciplined than last year too. Last year they were dicks. Yeah. they wouldn't shut the hell up, and they were all kids too. So it was like you guys aren't even good. You've won three <laughs> games this year. Shut yeah. the fuck up. So is the RMFL still a league? No. No, they're, yeah. they're dissolved? or I would say that's basically dissolved. The Mountain West one's the new RMFL because they have the red, well, no, no, they have they, all those Utah teams. Yeah, but those aren't, those aren't, in, the, those aren't in the Mountain West. Football. Who's left in the RMFL? Well, I don't think the RMFL exists anymore. Don't, they play the, don't those teams play in the GDFL? Anybody could be in the GDFL. I could call the GDFL tomorrow and get the ICFL on there. That's just like... If you want to play for a natty, you join I mean, the GDFL. Like I mean, Inglewood flew out to Erie, Pennsylvania, right. to play the top team in the nation for a natty. Flew out to Pennsylvania. Yeah. God so damn. played at Mercyhurst College for the national championship. So is there like a a region or a state that is really good at? Besides, obviously, probably California is probably number one. But who else is there in the nation? Is that whereas like semi pro teams are Utah? Yeah. Utah's got some great. Utah, is there, there a ranking so there's there's rankings for semi pro a big part of it is being like in the gdfl because it tracks everything that you're doing um if you're in like some bullshit league you don't get in there but like 
the New England Football League, there's teams that will be in the rankings constantly. Um, I know Boston Bandits are usually in there. Ohio here has a lot of really good teams. Why is Ohio so good at football? Dude, I it's feel like weird. they just have nothing to do. They have, like, legit hockey, semi-pro stuff. Cornfield, yeah. Like, yeah. Mount Union, like, I mean, just, yeah. Why is Ohio so oh, fucking good at football? They're care. feeding the boys, I guess. You'd think Iowa would be a good place for football, too. It is. Unless your name's Kurt Warner. I don't know who you are. <laughs> well, because I know, like... That's the thing. They build, they build good football players, and they don't give a shit about the fame. But yeah. well, you just have these hogs on the line just gobbling people up, and, you know, they're all related to each other. Yeah, sure. they only got half a brain cell to share between each other. So, really. really. <laughs> yeah. I remember, like... I remember, like... Speaking on like D three football, like Wisconsin, it was always Ohio and Wisconsin because Mount Union would always grab transfers from someone who wasn't getting enough playing time at like Bowling Green or Toledo or something. Mm -hmm. They would go to Mount Union and just crush it at D three. But like Wisconsin, the only if you went there was no D two school in Wisconsin. There's only the Un- Madison, the University of Wisconsin, and then everything else is D3. Yeah. So that's why I met Wisconsin D3 football is like Legit, uber competitive yeah. and everyone's like super fucking good. Even the 5-5 five and five team will smoke a, a top 25 team just because they should be D1 players, but right. they stayed in Wisconsin or they're they such didn't. a small yeah. roster so, cap out there. Well, I'm sure some of it is people not want to travel for family purposes. You know, I'm sure they're... Who wants to stay in Wisconsin? Wisconsin people. Wisconsin Growing up, or not growing up, I lived in Chicago for the past 11 years. Like, I bet you there ain't a People, love, <laughs> people love going to Wisconsin. And if you're from Wisconsin, you, you love it. Wisconsin and Minnesota, that's a, a different breed of people. Minnesota, yeah, it gets negative forty down there or some shit. Minnesota, you have to. There's a like January and February, you travel by tunnels because it's so freaking cold outside. Like underground tunnels in the no, states. like no, like building to build building. There'll oh, be a have, tunnel connected, okay. yeah. and you just travel. You go through that. Yeah, but I thought the same thing when I came here. I thought the same thing when I came here from California, though. When I moved here from California, I saw these schools, and I was like. Why are they all like one building? Oh, like why can't you walk yeah, through the I mean, why can't you walk yeah. through the high school you know through the hallways that are wide open where your lockers are outside and well, things yeah. like that? That's why. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I never. No, it's because it gets cold. Because it gets cold. Yeah. It doesn't get all the lockers are inside and everything. We had a thirty in degree yeah, in in Ventura, California. I think my sophomore Freaked year, out. everybody was like, "What the hell?" But half of us were in shorts. Like it'll pass. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all right. Yeah. But Virginia, yeah, I went out there my senior year of high school and. We had an indoor school. I was like, "This is weird. I've never been in an indoor school." Everybody's like, "What do you mean? She what other kind of cold. schools are yeah. there?" Not in Virginia. Virginia. Really we had like that a cold three-week cold. period yeah. where it was just nonstop snow. But Modern Warfare Two came out like yeah. the week before that. So you were dope. Yeah, it's prestige right. three times. <laughs> perfect timing. Oh, that just happened. Oh. Yeah, I just know like the shit out of it. Oh, dude, I was all about it. The well, the problem with Virginia too is they don't. They don't have like snow trucks or anything like that, so literally it has to. And that's the problem with like when the snow, when the sun goes down, it's black ice. Is they let it melt and then black ice hits, so it's like that's kind of the that's correct action thing with it. There's only like six states that have like snow removal teams. It's like us, Idaho, like Montana, Massachusetts. I think they just like 
send a mass yeah. text to like guys that have trucks like hey okay, can you can you shovel this street you'll yeah. just hear them out there at 3 a.m shovel down <laughs> fucking miserable sound yeah, here, it's just dude. a little shovel on the front of the yeah. truck and their kids holding it's on to it it's just their cousin just taped to the hood with a shovel now it's shorts <laughs> drive the car faster yeah. did you gain an accent when you were out there no dude I was everything wicked that's what they fucking say it's they do cool. yeah everything's wicked, wicked. everything's wicked, wicked smart wicked pissa um <laughs> i mean i've heard that accent my whole life but i guess i never had it because we moved to california when i was like two but luckily your I didn't parents didn't that. transplant that into you that wicked accent no i feel like my mom lost it fairly quickly my grandma had it forever yeah. i don't know when she lost it but yeah, she. As far as I can remember, she always had that fucking accent, mm. which I think is hilarious. I think that's the funniest <laughs> accent, dude. Makes everything so much more enjoyable. Yeah, everything's more wicked. <laughs> cockies. Cockies. You want pants? No. <laughs> the cockies. Where are the cockies? Khakis. Yeah, exactly. Like Jim Harlock khakis. Sure. No. Oh. How'd you end up finding um, our flag football league? Facebook. I don't know. It came up oh, one day. Skyler. No, he didn't. Skyler was out there on Grinder, so. Nah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, I scrolled through Grinder yeah. in my free time to see who's playing flag football. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why he I'm was on there. Up people on uh, what's that dating website? Uh, not we had Tinder. Bumble. Bumble, yeah. Bumble there was like a friends section, yeah. and That's he awful. found a few people from there. So, so unfortunately, I, that's I how I never found Tyler. So when I first moved out here, it was about a a month or so, and I didn't talk to anyone. And I was yeah. like, I gotta meet, get some. I felt like Paul Rudd and I Love You Man or whatever, and I was like, I gotta see some fucking friends. That's kind of why I came out there too. Half the guys on the Savage were like pains in my ass last year. <laughs> hang out with them the season ended. Still hung out with this guy. Fuck, I I'll admit, him, but I had a bad uh, imprint or mindset of semi-pro football so and then before you the group of you guys showed up we had one guy show up and it was oh good. oh dude he was, was not awesome a good, yeah was it yes timmy alvarez yes. <laughs> no no not oh, no, I, yeah no and, yeah uh, we we only saw him once he showed up yeah twice. i had he showed like, up him last year really nice kid great it was a very nice pain kid. in the ass on a football field yeah but just came in with a huge ego and i, I remember he was pro. telling everybody like he came up to me one time and was like, oh, you should try out. You might not make it, but you should try out for the team. And I'm like, mm, I'm okay. It's but, funny that you say that. It's very ironic because they were the team that he was supposedly going to play for this season released their final roster last night. His name was not on it. <laughs> so, who are you talking about? Trey Baker. Oh, yeah. I feel bad, dude, because he'll, he'll go to everything. He means well. He means well. And he did be well. Yeah, he's not. But, so, but he shit the bed the whole entire time. He yeah, yeah, I didn't see him catch a single fucking ball. So. He thought he oh, was. I didn't see him catch one last season. Either. And I was drunk out there running and catching yeah. balls. So. <laughs> Unfortunately, he, he did have a mindset that he was God's gift. And without knowing him and being hung over, oh, he yeah. was not. That's going to rub everybody the Yeah, way. I was like. Uh, so I was like, so this is how the FBS my pro people are. <laughs> so then you guys showed up, and I was like, ah. Not again. Yeah. And then you and I had a great, we were like, 
All right, we're, we're, hey, you want to take this yeah. pet off, buddy? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Thank Christ. Yeah. We just we stand there and watch everyone else run. So, because my whole thing time. on flag football is like, I told people, I'm like, hey, I'm not going to do anything. And if I do something, I'm going to warn you in advance. And I was like, all right. If I run a fade and I don't get the ball, don't expect another fade for yeah. 20 minutes. So, and then you guys recruited Dan first. Dan was the first guy. Yeah, he was all about it. Yeah. Which is surprising. So. Dan was all about it in the beginning. And then you well, would leave me. Yeah, it's because I because I'm a lineman, dude. I was out there, and well, the, that's a big we, guy. No, to be honest with like, you, the first guy I wanted to recruit was the shorter dude with the blonde hair, long blonde hair, and he always wears Hawaiian shirts. Oh, um, who was that yeah. guy? Oh, fuck. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't yeah, know. the yeah, first yeah. time I was out there, he was all over the he place. He wasn't on our team. He was. He played like D line. He, he was. Um, you know, he was one of the flag football teams. It was that time we scrimmaged against that other team. Yeah, yeah that's anyway. that's the first person that I met. I was like, dude, uh, I like that fat guy. <laughs> like, that's my dude. Like, you go and I was like rooting for him on the sidelines and shit like that. And then I realized that's it's not the guy. Rhett? Rhett. No, 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 no. Rhett's got Jew. Yeah, I know. yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, oh my god. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's, like that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Currently, yeah. And I told him, and he, and we were just, just no. That's not. That's not the dude. Yeah. No. And I was like, well, dude, I like his attitude. It's <laughs> hilarious. And I'm like, oh, no. and then we're, I was so out there, funny. and I'm like, yeah, that's not the dude. And then he goes, well, and then I saw Dan, and I was like, we should talk to him. So then, that was like my second time out there. I went over to him, and was like, hey, you interested in playing football? And he's like, well, maybe. I was sure. like, well, maybe you should call me. <laughs> and it was just a little short like that. And so I was like, I'll get a hold of you. And then it was from there, I was like, you know, there's actually some pretty good players out here. And that's when we got, we got you and Skyler. And, and eventually we got Seth. Seth. Oh, yeah. Good old Seth. Has more passing touchdowns than me this offseason. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed when that happened. I I totally started laughing. I was like, "This motherfucker just threw a darn touchdown looking play from a quarterback." And I'm like, "Holy shit!" What's funny is, like we've all talked about it already, but he called the play in the huddle, and I was like. I know where it's going. I know where the ball's going. <laughs> like, I 100% Dude, know. He took that snap, yeah. looked right at you. Open or not, I he know didn't it's coming. He didn't drop or anything. He just caught the snap, looked at Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I knew 100%. I heard the number. I heard the play. I'm like, yeah, I know where it's going. Son <laughs> of a bitch. Well, he's, but he's gotten progressively better every single practice. Yeah. Well, that was the That's goal. Like, pro, TV, like so. pro, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, when he first came out, he seemed kind of like, he said, seemed like he was kind of a little bit timid maybe or something. I don't know. But he hit the ground running, dude. And every week, I get more and more impressed with him. Seth does not pass the look test, let's be honest. No, you see no. this guy, like, the first time I came out to look. the flag league when Skyler was like, hey, do you want to play with us? We're missing guys. And I looked at Seth like, you guys sure you want him to throw it over me, dude? Like, I mean, he's your buddy. I'll, I'll just run around. That's totally fine. And then he threw some balls. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> this kid can fucking sling it. He's got that Peyton Manning forehead gene. It's just dude, no chance, man. Peyton Manning. Like, he's wearing, like, his truly really headband. Yeah. 
He had like pigtails or something. I was like, oh, he yeah, looks the like Rasta Chris Pontius from Jackass. I don't really trust what we're doing here, boys. <laughs> I'm just gonna go with it and see what happens. He threw me a fade one game. Like I, I didn't look up until like 25, 30 yards downfield. I was like, I'm just gonna take my guy. There's no shot he throws this. I look up and it's dropping right in the fucking bread basket. I was like, dude, no shot. Fuck around, Seth. That was a dime. You would never expect it looking at it. But yep. he's, and then he takes off running for a big game, moving the whole like half a mile an hour. Yeah. <laughs> yeah somehow that was, gets 30 yards. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, dude. That like, was I gotta so sprint funny. back and forth to make anyone miss, and he's just in molasses. <laughs> gets ripped out, just like barely dodging people. Yeah. Like you can tell the kind of like juke that's coming from a mile away. It's still he jukes the people. It's like they're that. expecting a juke and then it doesn't come, so they're like they're out of position thinking he's going to try to make a move, but he's just the whole time. Doesn't slow down, doesn't stop, nothing. Just that yeah. speed. It's only one gear, so, and it's just go. It works. It works. Yeah, it works. I was going to say, at this point, it's, it works. Didn't work on that screen he was trying to take off running on in that scrimmage, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it still looked good. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's crazy that's crazy how you find people diamonds in the rough that is crazy that you guys like the commitment you guys had to make for to build that to rebuild this Matador team like actually have to come out to a, a random flag football group and yeah just dick around and be like wait a minute like this actually there's some guys out here and then be persistent enough to be like you guys want to play like and then change like you guys change the perception of semi-pro football to me. Yeah. Like in Illinois, it's literally just a bunch of has-beens or never was. That like I've I have buddies that are in semi-pro and it's like, dude, you sucked at college football, but now you think you're a beast at semi-pro. And yeah, it's like, because you played college. Yeah, football. and I've talked to a buddy that has never like he played in high school and he talks like he's. Like the NFL missed out on his op, like on his prime. It's like he shut up. So you guys definitely changed the perception of semi-pro to me. Um, well, I so. think the coolest thing I've, like I said, I've done this forever. The coolest thing I like about it is, out of our thirty-five guys on our roster, eighteen of them did not play ever in the ICFL. So that's that's to me is pretty mind-boggling. Which is good for the league, and then if you can bring in guys like you who have you know really good experience, and Skyler who wants to learn, yeah. guys like that. Austin Cooper played at Shadron, so he's basically Danny Woodhead. I mean, he even got coached by the guy. Like you bring in guys right. like that, it's really easy to build a program around guys like you that you know have the right mindset, and then hopefully everybody kind of feeds off that. Absolutely, yeah. You, you guys by far make it easy when when you can bring people in that you don't have to babysit and that, that yeah, guys you don't have to worry about. Yeah. Like, I know, like, even when... I can put you in any position I want to put you at, and I know that you're going to do what I ask you to do. And chances are, you probably know more... In my situation, on the defensive side, you probably know more about it than I do. And I'm the defensive coach. I get it. I'm the head coach, and I run the defense. Okay. But I have no problem saying, okay, this guy probably... We probably need to use some of this knowledge because I'm an offensive lineman by trade. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to coach this defense... You know, you gotta take you gotta take it where you can. So that's yeah. why it's good having you on O too, because like especially at the position you play, you're over the middle a lot where there's a lot of openings. But even like that outright, I threw you in the scrimmage. The first three balls I threw 
during that scrimmage were nowhere near the receiver because half the guys don't know the damn playbook. Yeah. So I'm trying to throw seam routes to a guy that's running like a hitch and shit. And then we call that play, and I'm like, all right, dude, I'm just throwing this to Nick. I know where he knows what he's doing. Yeah, all right, cool fucking 15-yard gain. Only had to throw it five yards to the one yeah. guy who knows the plays, apparently. No, yeah, I was when the guy thought he was going to lay me out. <laughs> really? There. That was it? <laughs> That's all you're coming with? Okay. Well, the good, the good thing about our, I think about our group in general is that we have a few guys that have the experience playing, and in this league, I think it's pretty important. Like even at the wide receiver position, and you'll you'll back me up on this. A lot of our stuff, you know, our scheme is based off of, you know, this is our scheme. This is what we're going to run from side to side or whatever you, you know, however you want to put it. But finding space, finding grass, like finding grass. Understand what the defense is doing. You playing defense and now playing offense, your 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 frame of mind might be a little bit different than others. So it's going to be like, hey, I know that what this linebacker wants to do, or I know what this safety wants to do, and 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 I know where he's going to go because I know what they're in. So I'm going to go find grass over here and yeah. get open. And so that's what's going to be really successful for us this year. I think is teaching people that is getting people in frame of mind. Don't don't just run the route. Have a run the route and finish it. Have a purpose. Find your find your space, because we can throw it from, we can throw it to you at this spot, at this spot, or even further on in the play. Yeah. You know, you just gotta you gotta. And when guys learn like, the difference in movement between horizontal and vertical, like, based off what the defender's doing, mm-hmm. it only takes like two or three yards to become wide open when you were just blanketed a second ago. So once guys start to understand, you know, the movement on the field, it gets a little easier for everybody. Yeah, and that's stuff I was. I've been helping with Chris and other people. Is like play chess. That's always yeah. what I say. Is play chess. Mm-hmm. Like, figure out what this guy wants you to do. Figure out what works for you. What's working today. What's not working today. And just yeah. Keep playing chess. The big thing when you're so, coaching receivers too is like use run plays that are going away from you to steal a release, gather yeah. information for when you know we want to pass. Now I know what releases are going to work and what he bites on. So you can double move guys and shit, but. You don't know that by just taking plays off. Yeah. Up, up here in this league. Yeah, dude. Up here is where you win in this league. It's chestnut checkers. These these guys, I mean, because of the lack of commitment, because they think, you know, some people don't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah, so if you want to, if you want to take it even remotely seriously and you and you use your mind more than your body, you're going to be successful in this league. I wish I had a For little sure. cup of... Uh, Half and half, and be like the cream rises to the top. Randy, <laughs> Randy Savage. You know, I actually watched that video really? like oh, a week ago. So he's got like six yeah, of them just the, by, and the like cream Gene, rises to the top. Big Gene is like, where are you getting all these? Like, <laughs> he's got no pockets or nothing. Yeah. He's wearing the it's, fucking they're in his pocket, and I think yeah. they're in his fanny pack when he wears them. He's like, dude. Yeah. Or his little vest, so yeah. like he pulls him out of his little vest. He's just the amount of cocaine that guy was on. Was oh, oh yeah. unreal! Him and the Ultimate Warrior. I send, I send fucking Randy Savage on our on our work thread. I send Randy Savage things all the time on the, the little mean things, and then I send over a lot of Ric Flair too. Oh, I love the Ric Flair games. Just, woo! <laughs> Flair, I like time. Randy because like Randy, like not only the cream and the other ones, but like when he would used to uh, used to like give shit to Miss Elizabeth. Like with Gene with Pied talking, like, don't talk to her. Like, ah, I'll tell you about that. Go clean the belt or something. Yeah. It's so good. Like, obviously, in today's world, that would never yeah, it work. Doesn't but as well. I mean, but so good back in the day. I used to, I'll be, I'll 
I'm a hater, but I hated Ultimate Warrior promos. They were so he would get so jacked up and so high on coke that it was just like, okay, this is brutal. Yeah. So where he get like so high and just make noises because he can't talk. It was like, <laughs> yeah. Geez, he I just like couldn't have a conversation. Yeah. Like no, he just like he just make noises. Like, I can't ah. stand when Scott Hall gets on a mic, especially oh, like the man. past ten years when he still tries to. Make it's because he's so much on pills. Man. I know. He can't get he's all pills. fried, but like the hey, hey, yo, eh, it doesn't do it to me anymore. Maybe like 2001 was the last time I gave a shit. I actually wrestled. I actually did videos. Really? Yeah, and here locally. That's pretty a cool. Buddy of mine in high school. Like was, a high school gym? No, like inside of a, a wrestling ring from UPW, University of Professional Wrestling. Jesus Christ. Like, That's like, actually so I used cool. to go and do it. It was so much fun. <laughs> a buddy of mine, Jeremy, who's actually, he, he lives here still, he actually went off and did did the rounds and was actually going to be a professional wrestler. And <laughs> we used to watch wrestling all the time, even in high school and shit. And we'd get together. And they had a ring out there off of, uh, like, out off of Five Mile, all the way out Five Mile. They had an actual fucking wrestling ring out there. And they did matches and they recorded them. And I think that it was on Idaho Public Television on Fridays at like 11 o'clock. Nice. <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah, and so I, I only got to do one match ever. It was Jeremy and I kind of looked similar, so we dressed up in the same you know face paint and shit like that. And so they introduced me as him, and I got to do this whole wrestling match. And then <coughs> after I was starting to go away, he came in the ring, and they were like, wait a second, you know. <laughs> Who is this? And then I got hit with the with the... Like a door for a dog kill. I mean, straight up just whacked right in the dome, dude. Boom! He split me open. The other guy that was split me open. I rolled out the ring. That was the last time I ever got on that video camera. But the shit that they did out there was just super badass. Now, when you got hit, did you like? You were like, "Fuck this! I can't take this." I like this is no. I didn't just never asked me to come back. I probably sucked. We just brought this kid in here to get his belt. Because I know, like chair shots back in the day, they used to be like, "Hit me fucking hard!" Like make it. Like, oh yeah, no, I we, just make it look real. Oh yeah, we were crazy. Real. Real, yeah. We were crazy. Yeah. We were crazy bastards. We didn't now, care. Like, like hit me. Yeah, it was like you can tell, like the chair, the front end of the chair hits the ring first before it hits their back. Right. Oh no, I told them. I said, if we're gonna do this, we're we're yeah. we ain't gonna be a bunch of pussies. We're gonna do it right. Especially if it's gonna be on TV. You gotta show me looking like a bad. Public yeah, access. You know? So hit me right in the head. And it wasn't planned. He hit me in the head, and I got one of the bolts that was in like the. It was a dog kennel door. So one of the bolts that hit me in the head, and it made me bleed. And I had blood all over me, and that was the end of it. And then I just never went—I mean, never went back. Never did it again. Yeah. But I—but I wish we did. We used to do like stupid ass like wrestling promo type videos with the trampoline and shit <laughs> when we were younger. Yeah. We'd, we'd go yeah. by flare like road flares and shit and jump off of two story houses onto the wrestling ring and do loops. Jackass before oh, there was a jackass. Yeah, we used to, oh we used to jump our bikes into fucking rosebushes. Jackass before jackass. Yeah. I think I was telling you about. My buddy Willie, how he we'd send him into the gas stations to steal a box of candy bars, and he'd take a whole box of candy bars and come running out, and then we'd hit him with the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Hit him with the truck, dude. The candy bars would fucking go everywhere, right? And the worker would be running out there, hey! So he'd take off running, and we'd get out and we'd be like, "Oh, are you okay? Yeah, I can't believe he was trying to steal your candy bars." We'd put him back in the box, give him the guy, we'd leave. (laughs) We'd do that in multiple gas stations, bro. It didn't matter. It was the funniest fucking thing ever. You'd be like, no, 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 we're not gonna hit you this time. <laughs> no, we're really gonna steal this box and kick. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah, we hit him. You got up every day thinking today's the day I finally get to keep that yeah. box of Kit Kats. Yeah, it was crazy. It was I'm not one, you know. Really feeling a Twix bar today, guys. Please don't hit me with the truck today. We won't, dude. We won't. Yeah, yeah no. He, oh, and he was all, but he was all game for it. 
<laughs> he like he like thrived on that stupid shit. Yeah. And he was this like tall, lanky kid. I mean, we we hit. I mean, we'd hit him with the car. <laughs> we'd hit him and he, the candy bars would fly off and he'd be limping off and fucking running to the closest field you know and we'd have to go you know we didn't have cell phones at that time we'd have to go try to find out what field he's in with his fucking <laughs> swollen leg and everything yeah I mean we literally did, around yeah we legitimately hit the guy dog collar on him with the tracking yeah with the hunter collars <laughs> just crazy yeah and that guy was that guy was fucking crazy 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 Hell yeah. Right. Back to wrestling. I got to meet, I actually worked with a guy who was trying to get in WWE and actually made it down to Florida to like try out. OVW or? Yeah, no, it was, it was when the Performance Center just bi- was built. So he actually got to the Performance Center nice. down in, or I think it's Orlando. Yeah. Um, but that was right around the time that the Wrestler movie came out. And I was a fan, but I still like, you Which still one, have that. Charlie <laughs> no, 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 the real the wrestler movie, and like that was when like you still think like hey uh, that shit like that was real but that wasn't, and like the scene I still think it's still weird but like when Mickey Rourke shoves his thumb into the deli the slicer meat, yeah dude like my buddy's like that's real like they need that pain to feel like they're alive and stuff and I was like Jesus Christ like. No, like that's a totally different person. No, I'm right. Yeah, it's not for me. No, no, I ain't trying to put anything in a meat so, slicer unless it's meat. Yeah, have you seen the scene, James? Uh huh. Oh, oh, I YouTube like two yeah. weeks ago and I watched it again. I was like, yeah, it's such a it's a really good movie because it does highlight like obviously The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, people that we we look up or yeah, idolize back as a kid as a kid like. Obviously, they've been successful, but for every one of those, there's a hundred or a thousand yeah. ones that didn't make it, and or were popular at one time, and now they're living Just in their van. Yeah. Right, and it's it's such a good show or movie. I'll have, so. to, I'll have to watch it. I I haven't watched it shit. I haven't watched wrestling since. It makes you out right out of high school. Given yeah. that his face looks like he's been beaten <laughs> up and car crashes. he literally looks like an old wrestler, so he played that role perfectly. He might have won an award for that, I think. So, but yeah, I ain't trying, trying to get my ass beat her. I think we all have that feeling. Like, ah, I could be a wrestler, and then no, I'm down to be a wrestler for a day. Yeah. <laughs> well, my buddy, like I said, my buddy Jeremy did it, and when he did it, he like went through all these things. He traveled around, played local shows, got to meet a lot of cool like people that he grew up just idolizing. You know, like the Hardy Boys and things like that. He got to meet all them. And he got to do that, and I don't even know what happened to him. I think he got injured. He got an injury, and then they were like, "Yeah, you're done." I mean, he was always a pretty big guy, but there was an injury, and then he's like, "Yeah, you're not broken leg. Yeah, you're, that's you're, it. you're nothing to us anymore. Here you Take go, go back. back real quick. Yeah, on, yeah go back to Boise. We don't need you anymore." Yeah, I'd rather pay like the twenty, thirty bucks and just meet him as a human instead right. of trying to be a wrestler. I'll go to some convention. Yeah, I'll go to a convention. They're not going to hit me with anything. You know. Or, or at that point, you asked them to hit you with something. Oh, dude, like, yeah. Hey, it's so good that. to meet you. Here, hit me with this fucking lunch tray. Well, now it's the thing, you know. They'll slap you. Yeah. If you pay enough money, they'll slap you on the chest. They'll yeah. give you a real the slap. Yeah. Imagine. Such a big show. Giving you the old oh, chest slap. Just... Dude, his hands are like four of mine. That dude is massive. I want nothing to do with that. <laughs> just like but she would do it. No, I wouldn't. You I, wouldn't do it? I wouldn't do that. How much money would you do it, though? 
Yeah, how much? How much money would right? you get? Like, uh, yeah. A couple yeah. cheese, maybe? Uh, hundred no, bucks. Uh, hundred bucks. Bullshit. Uh, hundred bucks? You get, you, hey, way cheaper just to get them hammered. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be like, fuck, that's the big show. Slap. And then you do the splits. Yeah. Thirty dollars. Yeah. Then you'd be like, that was badass, but check this out. Here's the splits. Yeah. Real. Yeah. I'm going to show you something. Yeah. It's, I, I would take a slap for him. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, I would too. I had, I'd have no. I, you wouldn't even have to. I'd make a shit. You wouldn't even have to pay me. Fucking ground, yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I could take a slap for Ric day. Flair. Like, not now. Like, maybe. Took down Ric, Ric Flair. No, <laughs> 80s would be yes, but like, even 20 years like ago. Like, evolution. And yeah, Flair. the end okay. of WWE gotcha. Ric Flair. Like, I would still take a chop from him. I think that'd be cool to do. Yeah. I think I'd be pedigreed by Triple H. That'd be cool. I want the real one where he doesn't like go in my arms in time. Oh, I want the old one. Oh, right into the floor. I want the broken nose. Those mats, those mats are not. Those are mats are not. I hear the WWE ones are all right, but like WCW was just stiff as all hell. Yeah. It's like steel was holding the, that. The, so the one that they had out there, they bought from UPW, the University of Professional Wrestling. They bought it from them. They had training tapes and shit like VHS mm-hmm. tapes that you had to watch when we went out there. Yeah, wow. And they. Legitimate had a fucking ring out there, and it was not comfortable. I think isn't it typically plywood, and, and then, then there's under one it, spring there's in like, the middle. Yeah, there's springs and like mm-hmm. the cheap. Well, like I know perform like the training they put pads. It's yeah. like gymnastic pads. Yeah, there's so a pad, like the plywood pad, and then padding, and then the canvas. Yeah. But it wasn't. But it wasn't very much padding. It was very, very minuscule, and it was. And the one that they had out there wasn't it wasn't plywood. It was something it was some kind of wood, but it wasn't like normal plywood. It, it's made from something else to make it louder, like when you hit it. Mm. Just for dramatic effect. Yeah. I'm I think sure. WWE puts like mics under it too, because I yeah. went to Survivor Series in like twenty eighteen or something and it was loud as shit every time they did anything. Oh yeah. It's super loud. I think we should set you up a date with like Doink the Clown. Maybe we don't. Dude, yeah. actually, we're planning on going to watch Midget Wrestling. Can they come to town? I've been to a couple of those and they're sick. Yeah, so we're planning on it. I'm on the email mailing list because I'm not sure when they're coming. They usually come around Easter, but they, I think they had to postpone some shit because COVID and everything like that. I would that, legitimately but. go to a fucking Midget Wrestling. Yo, oh, I'm down. I want to see. Nick and I are trying to go to AEW as soon as we as can. As soon as they're out. close. I mean, yeah. there's one in Vegas, but it's during seasons. So we're like, ah, we probably shouldn't bail on James during the middle. Yeah, of the probably shouldn't just, you know. Or you could just let me know when, when it is, so I can order like an Aztec game, and I can meet you. I can meet you guys yeah. there, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that would be pretty busy. Yeah, so there's like five of us that aren't going to be. Yeah. What are you guys doing? Well, we have a business trip. We got to take down. Go to Vegas. Go to Vegas. Recruiting trip. It's for a conference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See us on Vegas. see us on TV. Let's fucking go. Hey, but we'd be wearing all Matadors gear. Oh yeah. Sitting in front. Oh, of absolutely. Chelsea's whole thing is like, I'll go to these things, but I want to sit close enough to get their blood on me. Yeah. That's her whole thing. So like Survivor Series, we sat, I think like ten rows back. She was like, This isn't close enough. We should have sat lower. We should have dropped more money. I was like. All right. See if I get if I get too close, it'll be so tempting to touch one of them. <laughs> touch. Or <laughs> don't touch that. Touch. Oh, it'd be so tempting <laughs> to just grab or like even like so you don't know, but I know you know. One of like the hottest WWE girls got carried like by a guy mm-hmm. and like she got close to the barricade and a little boy. Oh yeah, this kid <laughs> just full on bang. And she, it was 
Like, what do you do? Like, it's this 10-year-old. Like, you're not going to beat but the shit out of him. Like, you got to just go take back. it. The 10-year-old yeah, boy. you got to take it and just that for like curse the fuck out years. of it or just yeah. smile. That kid's still living on that high. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, it's like the little white boy that got brought up on the Nicki Minaj concert. He's like, he just oh, yeah. looked right down her cleavage. It was like... Yeah, he started like fake crying, but yeah. it sounded real enough to where she gave him a hug and yeah. he was like, oh, he looked dude. right down her shirt and saw everything. Oh, yeah. Good for you, dude. Shoot it in a shoot. Like a bongo. Shoot your shot, man. Especially shoot when your cat cares. How much trouble can you really get in? Not much. You can't yeah. charge you for that. Well, you're not going to catch you any charges. You might as well motorboat the shit out of that and ask for a beer afterwards. If anything, she came on to you, buddy. She came on to you. She asked for it, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah. She's a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> she led you on. I swear to God, she offered me milk and cookies. You sue her. I swear to God, she did. She didn't tell me what kind of milk it was. <laughs> and I didn't ask, so I mean, really, it was all yeah, just questions. <laughs> I'm a red cap guy, but whatever. I'll take what I can get. <laughs> all right, we're just about to wrap it up here. Do you guys have any final statements for the Matadors, for the... Anything? I see fell. Doors up. Yeah, yeah, doors. doors up. I'm excited for what we have going on right now. It's gonna get better and better. This is the this is like the worst time of year I think in football because you're like you're building, you're building, you're building and we're getting to a point now where we wanna go out there and you go to practice punch somebody week. in the mouth. It's like working all week but then payday doesn't come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Payday's finally getting closer so you oh, yeah. finally get to cash. I'm sure the scrimmage helped with that too. You're yeah. itching. You're yeah. itching for and the payday. Sure. Sure. guys get a little antsy like all right. Season starts April 2nd. April 2nd. Sir. Our first game is against the Gators. So that's another mm-hmm. new team, right? Gators, yeah. Essentially, they're the savage like rebranded. Rebranded. Yeah, they have a lot of so. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. That's our first game. It's in Nampa Christian High School, I believe. That's where the first game is. So, yeah. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, please come come see us. We'd love You're to have you there. Come by. Show some support. Yeah, we posted the schedule. We'll post it again. Post it on Instagram or everything else like that. So, Yeah, hopefully we can do this more often, too. It's Definitely. Yeah. It's yeah. nice just to kick back and chit-chat and talk about stupid shit. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you're not bouncing off the walls after your sour patch. Came. I know, right? That's wild, though. I still have a quarter of it left. I'm gonna take that right before I take the bennies. All the good stuff's so, at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's <laughs> all the sugar. He hasn't stirred it. It's like that lean, sugar, like back in the oh, 2000s. Sugar free. Yeah. It's sugar free. Like, like zero sugar. Oh, that's wild. So I bought it because of the can. We, it's texture the can, bro. Check the can. Oh, Tell me that ain't sweet. Really? So look at me. I bought it because I bought it because of the fucking can. I actually heard of that. Yeah. So I'll have I'll have the final story before, like in the 2000s when Lil Wayne made that famous. I was. I had that in my fridge every week, lean, and uh, um, so funny. But the greatest is my dad. So we had a we had an upstairs real kitchen and then like a half like breakfast in the kitchen in the basement. Um, you just wish enough to have two fucking kitchens. My dad built it. So it wasn't a, <laughs> it was like, a, it was like a beer fridge with like a counter space, a place to like, sit and drink. Yeah. <laughs> so like I would always put it in there. Because it was just beer and then uh-huh. this bottle, this huge ass two liter bottle of Sprite with lean in it. My dad busted in my room, I think, one morning, like seven in the morning before he got He's like, the fuck is in that Sprite? <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, I just had, I needed some, like, I don't know what he said, but like, he was like, I needed some soda or something. I just took a sip of that. I like, he was like, what the fuck is in there? And I'll explain to him. He was like, 
Get that fucking shit out of my goddamn house. <laughs> I just started fucking dying and laughing. So, but yeah, I made one time I made lean with uh, Sour Patch Kids, and yeah, just all the sugar wound up staying at the bottom. <laughs> off the bottom of the cup. Yeah, well, when you're 18, 19, and Little Wayne's your idol, uh, yeah, you fucking do Really good shit. role model for yeah, all the young yeah, Christian yeah. kids out there. Christian yeah. kids in fucking Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Like, you think you're, ugh. Yeah, they did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> they really I, took, they I had a kid that's from McCall. This is totally outside of the A kid that lived up in McCall who worked for me, wanted to move to Boise. brought him to Boise. We ended up going to California for my grandpa's funeral. And the kid lived in McCall his whole life. <laughs> so we get to Sacramento, California, and he was he has his window down. He's talking all this shit. And I was like, and I was like, I hey, see, you need to calm down, you know. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm not scared of any of this. And I was like, okay. So I said, we're, my sister, I was like, let's go down to J Street, right in downtown, and see what he has to say about that. He started off with the window down, and by the time we got done taking him through what were actual projects and and shit, and there was gunshots and everything else, he was like. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> Wait, no, oh, uh, he literally told me I'm ready to go home. Yeah. And the whole rest of the time we were there for like two days, he was just kind of like, I was like, hey, you want to go? No, nah, no, I'm good. No, I'm good. Like, I'm ready to you go home. You want to go to Harold's Chicken? <laughs> some good chicken? No, I'm good. No, no, I'm it's good. a 45 minute drive. No, no, best I'm chicken. Good. I don't want nothing new. It that. really is the best chicken. <laughs> what chicken? So, Harold. it's in the city of Chicago. Harold's Chicken. Yeah, Harold's. Bulletproof casing. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Has to you you have was it the lazy Susan yeah. to pay and get your food? Yeah. Best chicken you'll have. They have that in LA after the Inglewood game, we went to Popeyes. You get they open up a thing, they push it, you drop your money in, yeah, they pull it yeah. back to their side, they give you a change, put yep. your food back through it. Chick you get like ch- your chickens in a styrofoam container with a big white piece of bread at the bottom for all the grease. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean they didn't give you napkins, they just gave you white bread. You need an extra slice here, you throw it down inside the thing. Yeah. Oh, and the cashier lady's not the nicest, the, you know, the meanest lady. She'll openly lady. call you a bitch. Yeah, yeah. the meanest lady. <laughs> what the fuck do you want? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. the fuck do you want? Hey, get out of the fucking way. We got somebody else that wants some food. Yeah. There's a, so you'll find out soon, because I know you and Chelsea are going to Chicago in yeah, the summer. Yeah. There's, a, there's a hot dog joint downtown, I think it's in. The one where they talk to you. Yeah, they talk shit to you. What? Literally, that's their thing. Like oh, they had a reality TV show like ten years ago about it. Like it's called, I think it's called Wiener Circle. I think. <laughs> and literally, you go in there, and they're like, "The fuck do you want?" And they're like, "White boy." And they're like, "I mean, maybe now with PC World." Like, nah, I doubt no, it. I doubt <laughs> that's a place. People would go there to just get her- literally abusively. That's harassed. what you signed up for. And I think there yeah. was one. Where I've been doing good. Hey, there's there's, there's, there's some other restaurants that are like that too. Well, yeah, there's there's one in Myrtle Beach that was like that too. That they would do that. I know there was a bubble, was it bubblegum shrimp in, in Chicago that did that too. But um, there was at back to the Wiener Circle. If you it was like twenty bucks or something. It's like the chocolate milkshake, and you motorboat this fat chick with her titties. <laughs> I I'm pretty. I've never done it, but I'm. I've been told that's what you do. <laughs> 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 Chicago. Winter Circle. It's Winter Circle in Boys Town. Did somebody say shake? Did 20 bucks? Did somebody say shake and motorboat in the same sentence? Like the I'm chocolate in. milkshake and it's this big fat lady and you get the motorboat or titty. You're doing yeah, it. You're doing it. You're damn right I'm doing it. Watching, I'm watching the video of it. I better get a fucking copy. My wife will gladly send you a video of it. So. I'm using it for... I'm using it a for, lot of good. 
ending comments of this. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys so right. much for yeah, joining thanks. us. Please like, us. subscribe, share, whatever. Out. Comment, um, talk shit, whatever the fuck you want to do. So, All right, thanks, guys. Bye. Later. Later.